Welcome to True Nature Radio. This is Lori Regan. Oop, that blank is... Heiner's not here. He was here when we originally recorded the show. Um, but he's currently over in Europe giving some talks over there. And we're not quite clear. We're not quite sure if it was macrocosmic or, macrocosmic or microcosmic forces, which deleted a few minutes of our recording. But nevertheless, we're going to re-record this first initial part of it. Today's topic is the cosmology and symbolism of the 12 Chinese organ networks. This starts off a whole series that we'll be going through, maybe not all sequentially, but over time, we're actually going to give our listeners an introduction, our fundamental understanding of each of the 12 organ networks. Many people are familiar with these as the meridians or the meridian systems in Chinese medicine that For example, an acupuncturist would use to treat a patient. They might be using points on the, say, the stomach meridian or the the um, triple warmer meridian or the pericardium meridian. What are these meridians? Um, Many people think of them as pathways through the body that qi flows along, but really. Each of these is a whole organ system that represents a function, and that's a function that goes, it exists in the macrocosm and it exists in the microcosm. Heiner has, we've introduced several times that Heiner has conducted a research group, a research study. Many people participated in that over more than the last decade, contributing information that really looks at the, um, the characters for these organ networks. And, you know, Chinese language being a pictographic language, you can look at the characters and really work with them and gain a deeper and deeper understanding of what the function that these characters represent. Another aspect of these characters, uh, or of studying these characters, is actually going back to the original classical text that we've referred to in previous shows. So seeing where these characters show up, what are they referring to? One of the main um, references for this cosmological system, the cosmology and symbolism of these organ networks, comes from the Wangdi Neijing, the Lingshu, where it talks about, or here's the following quotation, The six vibrational patterns of the universe establish both yin and yang channel systems in the human body. These are thus directly associated with the 12 months of the year, the 12 earthly branches, the 12 divisions of the sky, the 12 rivers, and the 12 time periods of the day. The 12 channels, therefore, represent the concrete way in which the organ systems of the human body are receiving and are in resonance with the Tao of heaven. So we can see this gives us that introduction or that opening into a much deeper understanding of these pathways that can be accessed in the body. They can be accessed through exercise, qigong, tai chi. They can be accessed through acupuncture. But they also represent functions that we can understand at many, many different levels both within our own bodies and in our in the external environment. And this relates to what we've talked about a lot in previous shows as well, about Chinese medicine in the classical sense being a science of symbols. 
really understanding how um, the energetics behind what's made into form in nature, we can see representations of it all throughout nature and including our bodies. Specifically here, we're talking about, of course, the 12 system. Many people in Chinese medicine are familiar with yin and yang, system of two, diagnosing a person or looking at nature as infinite forms and combinations of yin and yang. There's also the five elements or the five phases that many people are familiar with, the five elements, looking at those and diagnosing what's in balance or what's out of balance in relationship to those five phases. This system is a, is a system of 12. It's not just in Chinese medicine that we're familiar with systems of 12. We're very familiar with 12 months in the year, two sets of 12 hours in the day, 12 eggs in the dozen, many different systems of 12. You see different cultures, different times all throughout human evolution. But specifically here, we're talking about the 12 functions that exist within the macrocosm and the microcosm. These functions of 12 are organized into what has been come to refer to as the organ clock. For example, each of these 12 organ networks has a two-hour period during the day where they are primarily active. And we're going to now join an explanation by Heiner where he's telling us about this organ clock and relating the functions of the macrocosm and the microcosm within this context of the organ networks. So you have something that I uh, or many people over the years have called in the Chinese context the organ clock, which is the division of a 360-degree circle into 12 different portions. And those 12 different portions are either the double hours, meaning a two-hour period in the day, in the circle of the day. So you have 24 hours that are divided into 12 double-hour periods during which different powers or functions are eminent. And in the circle of the year, which is the big circle, of course, it would be every month would be a, ma a major manifestation of a power. And all ancient civilizations had that. The best example is, of course, the our Western zodiac picture, where we say, you know, you are Virgo, I am a Cancer. Uh, that comes from Egypt and from before Egypt, probably from Sumer. Uh, the Chinese did it very much the same way: a description of twelve powers in nature, and then transferring them to a model of twelve energetic functions in the human body that follow each other successively. So you've got these twelve organ networks are specifically associated with a, a months in nature, lunar months in nature, and time periods during the day. Great. So what would we associate with the first month, then, if we're going to start off this cycle? First of all, we should say that in the Chinese calendar, the first month is the first month of spring in the lunar calendar, which is not the moving um, spring festival, but is the period from roughly February 5th to March 4th is the first lunar months. And um, that is associated with the lung, uh, which is also associated with the time from 3 to 5 a.m., the time before sunrise, the time when everything in nature is the most quiet, when nature seems to be taking a breath 
and preparing itself for that tremendous push of sunrise, or the tremendous push of the vernal equinox, when all of the plants are all of a sudden, after a long period of dormancy, are shooting out of the ground. Great. So can you give us an overview or an introduction to what the lung function is then, since these organ networks represent a, a function? Yeah, we need to first say that the organ networks, they are uh, part of a complex web of symbolic markers and descriptions. So the lung, as we learn it in most uh, alternative medicine textbook, is in five-phase element theory, is described as a metal organ, which actually makes it, metal stands for the falling powers of autumn, that therefore it's also called fall, that season when everything falls to the ground that's symbolized by metal, or when all of nature turns into metal golden colors. In this more complex map, though, uh, of the 12 organ networks, the lung is associated with the first months of spring, which is, of course, yeah, in wood territory time. So there is this, the, the lung, therefore, is associated with beginning and, and with ending in a certain time. There's a pushing forward, springtime-like, and a taking yourself back more like what nature does in the fall. So I want to say that for those of our listeners who are already familiar with Chinese medicine terminology and go, wait a minute, I thought the lung was a metal organ, or what, does it, what is it doing all of a sudden here in springtime? So the, in the Western Zodiac, this time is associated, of course, with Aquarius, Aquarius and Pisces, primarily Pisces, and that sounds very wet, uh, and that is exactly what how the Chinese are describing the function and what happens in nature at this time. Namely, nature is getting warmer, and the ice and the snow is melting, and the life force that has been bound up in nature for so many times in the for so much time in the glaciers is returning now. Nature is being reinfused with the juice that makes it go forward. And the water is returning. So the, the theme here is the return of the water, the melting of the ice, uh, and while at the same time there is a reservedness, a holding back, because while the yang qi, the solar energy, is moving forward and the ice is melting, the actual temperature, nature is still dominated by cold and dark, and therefore is not leaping forward. That is a function of the next two months. And uh, so there seems to be a moving forward, but it's more like a pressurizing uh, of the system. And something that is also important, while life is returning, we have the birds and the animals and the fish and the otters are returning. There is a fragility, an overall fragility of the ecosystem that needs to be safeguarded. And therefore, society at that time, the emperor was particularly, it was part of his job in the first months of the year to remind the local officials to be especially wary of poaching and collecting eggs from uh, and, and hunting animals that are just being born. So one of the things you mentioned before is that people can be types. Right, you mentioned a liver type or a lung type. 
What is the archetype? What would somebody, what are the characteristics associated with the lung? From what I've learned from this Chinese map is that the the type, one of these 12 archetypes that would resonate with the powers and the functions of this first months of spring, approximately this period from basically February, is that resonating with the love for and the energy that is exuded by nature itself in its purest form. So these are images of the mountains. Uh, In Chinese medicine, the lung is very, you know, as the metal element, very much associated with the mountains and the highest places close to the heavens. The air is the freshest in the mountains. The lung obviously has something to do with air. Pristine landscape, so pure air and water, so people who are naturally drawn to defend that, uh, like the entire environmental movement on some level has something to do with, uh, there are lots of lung types in there. Um, there is, on, an, on another sense, what you find in these types, a sense of justice and fairness. Because, and you know, people who either go into uh, movements for social justice or environmental justice especially, we've got the topic of the law that you want things to be organized and just and fair. In Chapter 8 of the Neijing, the the classic of Chinese medicine, where it describes the 12 organ officials in the body very much like 12 officials at the imperial court, it says, which means the lung or this power that is called fei and that resonates with the first months is the officer of xiangfu, often translated as the prime minister. So it's a minister that has power and charisma and the ability to dispense and delegate very much like energy and water is being dispensed and delegated during the first months again. But it is really what it means literally means it's the official that is in charge of keeping yin and yang together. Uh, the title hexagram that is describing that energy is actually th- out of the six lines that every hexagram has, hexagrams being a graphic form of portraying the aspects of warmth and the aspects of coldness or the aspects of activity moving forward and the aspects of holding back at a particular time. You've got exactly three for each. So uh, hexagram 11, Tai, uh, means health, balance, harmony. So the lung is the officer of keeping things in balance and not having too much on the left and not having too much on the right. So a Supreme Court justice, for instance, or the head of an environmental movement, those would be typical uh, you know, people who defend the purity of the law as an ideal, uphold a specific standard. That's a, that's a typical lung type. And what comes out of it is jiji, which means the emergence of a rhythm, particularly the rhythm of time. So these kind of people are also very punctual and can be sticklers for time. And, um, yeah, they have a – they are also speckless, you know, like and they, they are leader – they're natural leaders with a natural authority uh, that partially comes from their from their 
ability to hold themselves back and have a spouse purity in society, but also in their own lives. They are living that by holding back their own impulses to be selfish there. So is there, um, just thinking about if this is an archetype and many people think of uh, things that they have as their favorite, say, their favorite color, their favorite animal, their favorite um, plant, is there any in particular with the animals, is there any animal that's associated with this archetype? Yeah, there's the zodiac of the 12 animals in China, and the tiger is associated with the powers of the first months. And the tiger is a good example for this because the tiger, number one, is the king of the forest. Secondly, the tiger has a natural beauty and charisma uh, and exudes authority without needing to do much because the power is all with him or her. And as a result of it, he or she is not moving much. And so we can imagine, like the prime minister in ancient times, wearing ceremonial robes, sitting at the head of the table, having certain insignia of power, but not just, you know, with one wave of the staff, things would be happening. So uh, the color white, for purity is associated with the lung in ancient times, and so very much people who have crisp lines uh, exuding nobility and maybe having sort of a obsession with aristocracy and hierarchy, that is also something that goes with it, clear structures. Uh, so maybe people like to wear black and white, uh, you know, like a very business-like type of mm. attire, um, that signifies also uh, who is in charge. So it, it can be a little bit confusing, I find, in that we're brought up in this Western culture, and the lung means the lungs. It means the physical organ of the lung. But here you're talking about something much broader than that. You're talking about a function that relates to behavior. It relates to many different things. Um, can you relate this function to the lungs, the organs, or maybe other parts of the body? Absolutely, because we have, of course, among the 12 organ networks, there is no thyroid organ or even no brain, no uterus meridian there. So it, if we take this medicine seriously as a science in its own right, it is a map that describes all functions of the body. And therefore, lung functions most certainly does describe breathing, of course, but then also much more than that. Bio certain aspects of the biochemistry of the cell, certain aspects of our endocrine system, certain aspects of our nervous system, as long as they are in resonance with this, what's happening in February, basically, at least in February uh, in ancient times in China, the Chinese would call that lung function. Also, the character for lung, fei, actually means the organ system that has in it the power of grasses pushing up to the surface. This is exactly what is happening at this time. And then coming out of the ground and blowing in the wind. This is, of course, something that is happening in the anatomical lung. If you would look uh, onto the uh, lung surface, that there is sort of a, a uh, you know, it's like grasses bending in the, in the winds type of uh, image that you might be seeing there. But really, 
uh, how you would recognize somebody who is a lung type or archetype, if you will, is that they're sort of, from a Western perspective, a tuberculinic constitution, somebody who easily uh, gets... Um, uh, has lung infections, has breath problems, maybe shortness of breath, um, has problems with water accumulation, uh, and then other areas in the body that are associated with the lung in the Chinese system, like the the skin and the lymph. And overall, probably, you know, going with that tiger image, the tiger is the tiger in your gas tank is, is a symbol for the physical power that your body has. So just a weak physique maybe and chronic immune problems uh, that indicate in the Chinese system that separation of yin and yang, that when the lung is healthy, would be held tight. But much more importantly, you recognize that kind of type that the positive qualities that the healthy archetype would exhibit, you see uh, here having a tendency to often go off balance, namely that that kind of person would be unfair maybe, very judgment, judgmental, which is part of the the metal aspect of the of the lung type, maybe cynical and sarcastic, and that this person, rather than being meticulous in fulfilling their leadership responsibilities in a selfless manner, that they would be self-involved, uh, self-involved, uh, particularly from a perspective of being melancholic and being sort of like a lot of the Fondesiegler artists like Kafka, etc., they were tuberculinic types that would have fit the, 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 the metal type, meaning like meticulous in their, in their lar por lar uh, expression of how they saw their art. It had to be perfect. And uh, the grass was always greener on the other side. They were never good enough. Nobody else was ever good enough to live up to this amazing ideal. And a lot of them actually died off. Um, like Kafka was excited about in his uh, in his diary that finally he starts spitting blood, which means I'm finally a real past that test of being part of the club of being a real artist. Of course, from a modern perspective also these people are incredibly in order to produce that kind of art they were very self-involved you know like mm -hmm. in drowning in the grief of the centuries past as we are now moving forward in this ugly machinery of uh, modern industrialism and uh, maybe that type also you know this healthy lung archetype is supposed to be restrained and have a air of nobility but these you know, that can go too far and people are completely holding back, are emotionally unattainable, and they hold back with their love and also with their money. Is uh, So stinginess it can also be on the negative side. And very often people mix. They have both the positive qualities and the negative qualities at the same time. Mm. So is it right to say if you're a lung type, and surely every everybody has the lung function, right? But somebody might have that as their constitutional sensitivity. Is that a good way to say it? Their constitutional vulnerability or weakness. So they might, if they're really healthy, exhibit very strong features of this archetype. But if they get, if the, something stresses them out too much or they get sick, they their vulnerability is going to be primarily the lung pathology. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So 
um, what do you do? How do you approach the treatment when somebody is exhibiting the pathology, in this case specifically of the lung? Well, the most important thing is to know yourself. Uh, namely, if you know what your number is, you're not spiraling down this this grief spiral, for instance, and you go like, oh, here it comes again. That alone helps tremendously. That's what I do a lot with my patients is storytelling. I reveal to them what their archetype is, and then they go like, oh, this is why this is happening, and it's been running in the family, and just understanding themselves uh, makes it much easier for them to not take themselves so importantly. But then there are other things, you know, like that can help the lung type, uh, like, of course, living, seeking out places that have pure air, going up high into the mountains where the air is crisp, uh, walking on a glacier or up in the mountains, is usually, you know, just being in this open space. Lung types are very often claustrophobic and have a phobia of cramped spaces. So just being up in open spaces and uh, experience that that purity of the open space. And then, of course, working with water and what the natural medicine is called hydrotherapy uh, and having a balance of hot and cold exposure. For instance, a sauna would be excellent for a lung type, having a sauna once a week and going hot, cold, hot, cold, going into the hot sauna, opening the pores, sweating, which is a lung function in Chinese medicine, immersing yourself in cold water, brushing your skin. Uh, all of those are um, things that help the person who's a lung archetype. And then, of course, uh, if you have to watch TV as that kind of a type. Don't watch something that is grief-stricken and drags you down, but watch a movie about the beauty of... Tigers. Tigers or waterfalls <laughs> or amazing rivers and mountains uh, and uh, climbing Mount Everest, those kinds of things. is like a positive infusion of energy into that kind of a type. That's great, Heiner. On that inspiring note, being inspired to go look, go out into nature or seek out some kind of um, way of appreciating the beauty of nature, we've reached the end of today's episode. Um, so thanks for joining us this week. If you want, what? I'm going to stop here. How do you do this part? You always do it. If you're interested in learning a lot more about the map that links microcosm and macrocosm together in the classical Chinese medicine system. Um, try looking up the School of Classical Chinese Medicine at National College of Natural, Natural Medicine uh, at ncnm.edu. And if you are more of a layperson but still want to learn more about the organ networks, become a member of the Associates Forum at classicalchinesemedicine.org. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us on this episode of True Nature Radio. I'm Laurie Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. We will be back in the coming weeks to explore other archetypes among the 12 organ networks. Mm-hmm.